And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. Here they're terrific. Hold the Raven. Nevermore. The irresistible force meeting the immovable object. Look at the size of the giant. Begin if you can survive. If I let you. You will rest in peace. Give me a hell yeah! I said give me a hell yeah! Welcome, everyone, to Get Back to the Wrestling. Finally, a show on the internet about professional wrestling. And I am your host, Mr. Jason Giaconetti, and this is a one-man booth today as I embark on the challenge, the challenge of all challenges, to make it through a WWE premium live event without falling asleep or doing something that would be more important or more interesting or anything else just actually sitting here and watching this thing from start to finish i know what you're saying jay how can one man do that i am that man yes i understand it it's going to take a lot of endurance it is going to be a hard three hours but honestly if there was ever a chance to do it starting at noon might be that chance this is originally Started out as an idea of going through, can I make it through a whole episode of Raw? And the answer's been a hard no. I barely can make it out of the first segment of Raw without literally falling dead ass asleep. And I'm not just talking about, well, Jay, maybe you're getting old. Maybe you're just not in your prime anymore. Oh no, that crap sucks. And that's why we all fall asleep. No one watches Raw and appreciate. If you do, that's up to you. That's fine. I mean, you know, you're entitled to be wrong. But no one is sitting there watching Raw nowadays and saying, man, it is so much better than it used to be. I am sorry, folks, but three hours of wrestling I can do. Three hours of interesting content with wrestling as part of it. 
I can do three hours of mindless crap that has so little wrestling in it is really insulting to my intelligence and you should feel insulted as well. And I'm not saying that AEW is perfect. Oh, by no stretch of imagination. But what I'm saying is this, is that if there is ever an opportunity to try this out at a premium live event, we are going to try this with a noon start because they're in Jeddah. And which means they're in Saudi Arabia, which means they're starting this thing at noon on the 19th, what is this, 19th? Yeah. Uh, And we are going to try to go through this. Now, during the pre-show, this is about about 10 minutes before the show starts. During the pre-show, we just saw the Rey uh, Rey Mysterio uh, versus The Miz with Dominic Mysterio at ringside for Rey. Uh, The match was nothing beyond what we've seen from Rey and The Miz so far. The one good thing is that they uh, WWE understands they're in Jeddah and they really want to see Rey Mysterio do Rey Mysterio's greatest hits. So we saw Rey Mysterio's greatest hits. And another thing, the Miz is truly a company man. If I know some people are not Miz fans, I am a fan of the Miz, and that's before he before I started watching, uh, you know, Miz and Misses, which I, has made me love him even more because he's such a you know, lovable kind of screw up, right? Uh, Mike Mizanin, the person, whether you like him and or not, from what his personality was and whatever, as the character, the Miz, he is a perfect heel in WWE right now. He's a company man. He does exactly what the company needs for him. This guy was main event at WrestleMania, or he can pre-show on a premium live event. He is always, always doing what's best for the company. If we had a few more company men, maybe this company wouldn't be in such a bad state having to hotshot certain people because we got to get this guy over. Oh, we got to do this just so in a month you can forget about him. The Miz will always have a place as long as he stays under contract. Uh, somewhere on the roster, right? Doing something. Now, could he be a main event? Sure. Could he be part of a tag team? Sure. I mean, he was out shooting water guns for crying out loud with John Morrison, who, let's face it, Johnny, whoever's going to pay me, which is what his real name should be, not Johnny Impact, not John Morrison, not Johnny Nitro, not Johnny whatever, it's Johnny whoever's going to pay me, right? They're doing, they're out shooting water guns off on Raw, because remember, Raw is all about wrestling, because right, that's super important. Those kind of guys, don't. those kind of guys, again, I get it, it's to fill content, but while that's happening, and it's nothing against John Morrison because he's a very talented uh, uh, individual, that, that kind of stuff, they're, they're doing the, what the company's asking to do. And Morrison gets himself released along uh, with his wife, Ty of Valkyrie. Uh, and that's whatever. But The Miz keep having a job. Now, again, of course, they, WWE needs The Miz on its roster. Miz and Misses is that one of the highest rated shows on USA Network along with Monday Night Raw, which is hard to believe, right? But they need him there. It helps promote the, it helps promote their product. I get that. Peacock wants to promote content. I get that. The cock is all about content. And the idea is, if you have the Miz in your matches, and it doesn't matter if it's on Raw, doesn't matter if it's SmackDown, doesn't matter if it's on the premium live event. I can't say it. that's the pay per view, right? It's a pay per view. Yes, I'm not paying for it. Yes, I'm not. But the I, I am paying for it in spades with the hours of my life that I must waste away with this stuff. The idea is that 
if you have the Miz on there, he'll always have a spot. He's a heel. He works beautifully there. He was the perfect foil to Daniel Bryan. He works beautifully as Daniel Bryan's heel uh, when in, in the ring. He worked beautifully as the heel when you start realizing when you're watching uh, Bryan Danielson as a, you know as an actual person, how he actually is in real life on, what is that, Total Bellas or Total Divas or whatever that other show is called. And then you look at how Mike Mazanin is. Mike Mazanin's kind of a screw up. He's the lovable kind of whatever. And you, you don't want to boo this guy, but you know he's playing a character because you know that's not how he is in real life. And you know he's a he's a loving dad, and he's again he he's he's not always doesn't make always the best choices. Some of the stuff he's doing, you know, in in on the reality show. When I get it, it's a show, ladies and gentlemen, and maybe it's a little turned up for the viewing audience. But I'd much rather watch Ms. and Mrs. and laugh at Mike Mizan and, and the way Maurice, when she turns to look at the camera and gives you that look, you know that she has had that look before when there's no cameras there. It makes it much easier to watch that show and it's enjoyable than to watch Nikki and Brie Bella complain about, oh, I gotta buy a house and John doesn't love me and whatever. The best part of that show literally was John Cena and Daniel Bryan when they would interact because John Cena is exactly like you think John Cena would be and Daniel Bryan's exactly how you think Daniel Bryan would be. But I'm getting a little far afield here because I'm here to talk about Elimination Chamber. I'm not even 100% sure of all the matches tonight or this afternoon or whatever because I just don't care enough to go and watch WWE programming to record it and watch it back. There is no need for me to sit through three hours of Raw. I'm honest with you. I watch what I'm awake for and then the rest of it snores through it. And then and you'll watch SmackDown. I will watch more of SmackDown. SmackDown is far better than Raw. I will give you that. Actually, the best show I watched all week was uh, um, NXT UK. NXT UK might be, have the best wrestling on it. There's not a storyline you care about unless you follow NXT UK. There's nothing that impacts the main roster. But it literally might be the best wrestling they put on. Okay, folks, so the paper, the paper, the premium live event is about to start. So I will be back after the first match and kind of give you my feelings on that. I'll give you as I go through. I'm not going to make you sit here and listen to three hours of me trying not to snore it up all the way through the, the elimination chamber. So until I'm back there, I'm going to see what the first match. After that, I'll be back with some comments on it, and we'll be back right then. So hang in there, folks. All right, ladies and gentlemen, first match in the books. Roman Reigns versus uh, Goldberg. Roman Reigns, of course, of over 537 days as your Universal Champion. That is the fifth longest reign in WWE for the world title slash Universal title. Uh, I really like that they're pushing Reigns like this. I can honestly say that I this match ended and I literally yelled, oh shit. Uh, there was no... Uh, Superman punch. There was no any of these things the normal way to end this match. They literally ended this match with a guillotine choke. This actually looked like a fight. This was a really good opener. The crowd, red hot for Roman Reigns when he's coming out. And then if you thought that reaction was good, he Goldberg got like Road Warrior level kind of pop because it's Goldberg. He went for the jackhammer twice. Twice Roman Reigns reversed it. The second time he reversed it into a guillotine choke. Uh, Goldberg actually tapped out two different times. Referee, he tapped out on Roman's back twice. But that aside, they had Roman Reigns choke him out. 
There's no way I thought that's how they were going to end this thing. But that being said, and this is something that uh, uh, I know some people don't aspire to this, but I, I do. Uh, there is something to be said to getting choked out and going out on your shield compared to getting pinned. Goldberg was not pinned. He was choked out. This was smart on WWE's part. If they want to bring Goldberg back again, and let's face it, every time they're going to go to Saudi Arabia, 100% I'd put Goldberg on that card. He is money in Saudi Arabia. He's money anytime they're going anywhere overseas. Is You want to make Roman look good. He does. Roman looks great. But you want to make sure you protect Goldberg. And you couldn't have Goldberg win the match. The only way this could have ended was with a smudge or a DQ. And let's be honest, no one wants to see that garbage. Right? This was a smart way to end this match. This is so much smarter than what they do on Monday nights. It's unbelievable. And this was a good opener. Not super long. I mean, we're talking about what? That the match maybe lasted with the intro. The intros took a little bit of time. Roman Reigns came down, told Saudi Arabia that they would they should, you know, recognize him, you know, on a thing, all his thing. Goldberg comes out to the roar. They have their stare downs, whatever. I, that This, to me, is a good opening match. It's a good idea. It makes Roman look strong. I would not have Roman Reigns lose that title. It is very important to WWE that they have something that is completely marketable. And having a champion that will eventually pass Pedro Morales, who will eventually pass Bob Backlund, who will eventually pass even Hulk Hogan. Guys like that. And then, of course, Bruno San Martino's with the longest reign of all time. I'm not saying you hold on to it that long to get to Bruno territory, but you could have him pass Pedro Morales. You could have him pass Bob Backlund. And the more he does that, as long as Roman can keep himself healthy, and let's be honest, the man has had to fight leukemia several times. And as someone who is who's fighting cancer, yeah, I understand that that shit doesn't fucking care what you had plans on doing. It'd fuck your day up. Okay, as long as Roman can stay healthy, knock on wood, and I wish him all the best to stay healthy. The idea is that I would keep pushing Roman Reigns as your champion. I'm not saying have him bury every single guy, but I'm saying you could push Roman Reigns, you know, elevate that mid-card talent and have him go over. And I know people don't love that, but you want this champion to be consistent. I have a feeling the title on Bobby Lashley is not going to stay there long term. I'm okay with Lashley holding the title for several months. That's great. I love Bobby Lashley. But the idea is that this is now kind of turned into a thing with the pandemic and with him having the, the bout with leukemia. It has allowed Roman Reigns, just like The Undertaker just happening to win a couple of times at WrestleMania, turned it into something bigger than that. I wouldn't just have this thing end at some pay-per-view. I would build up the next guy, the next champion, the next whatever you're going to do and have Roman give him the rub. That rub is only going to matter is if we're over 600, if we're over 700 days. Then you think in 600, 700 days, guys, that's only the end of the year, right? The idea, if he's at 530, whatever, almost 540, he'll be to 600 before you know it. He'll be to 700 you know, by the end of the, getting closer to the end of the year. That wouldn't be the worst thing. If next year at WrestleMania, he's at however many days he is, and to him to lose, that would mean so much more than have him just dropping the belt to some schlub now. All right, folks, so the next matchup appears to be the Elimination Chamber. That or they're just hyping the Elimination Chamber. I don't know. I'll get to you. Let me let me, let me me go right now. Watch what this next match is going to be. Oh, they're showing both Elimination Chambers. I can't imagine they're both happening right now, but that's WWE 
what the hell would you know? They might screw the pooch on this thing anyway. All right, good opener. Let's see what the second match brings us. All right, folks, so it turned out women's elimination match was next. Uh, the elimination match saw Nikki, A.S.H., and Liv Morgan started off, uh, you know, good stuff. Uh, the countdown seemed a little shorter than normal. It's fine. Uh, Dewdrop was third in the ring. That's Piper Niven. I hate this Dewdrop bullshit. Uh, Piper Niven's an awesome name because it's her name, but, you know, they, in fact, they need to make fun of her and call her Dewdrop. It was a big joke, and let's just make fun of her because of her weight because that's what WWE does because, you know, they're funny. They are comedy with a K. <laughs> That's so Vince McMahon. Fourth in the ring was Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley, let's face it, is, is money. Um, they still don't want to push her all the way. They really don't want to get behind her, you know, 100%. Uh, she's literally proven that she's better than, uh, I don't know, 95% of the talents out there, even made more than that. Um, but they won't get behind her because, you know, Charlotte has to always be champion because, you know, we love Charlotte. We're so worried she's going to run away. Anyway, at that point, um, after Rhea comes in, Rhea winds up eliminating Nikki A.S.H., uh, because Nikki didn't belong in this match in the first place. It was just a space filler and a waste of time. Uh, next up is Alexa Bliss. Now, Little Miss Bliss, uh, this is her first match um, since September. She got a huge pop on her way out. She got a huge pop when her door opened. Uh, to be honest with you, uh, you know, it's nice to have her back. They've been kind of just treading water since, uh, you know, the whole thing with Bray Wyatt kind of blew up. And let's face it, Bray Wyatt has pretty much made himself, you know, everyone's hoping he was going to show up and do all this stuff in AEW. But, you know, the longer and longer people are like, we got to get him, we got to get him. I'm like, okay, maybe he's not worth getting. I know, I know, I know. You're supposed to want him there. You're not supposed to not want him around. But I'm like, I, I don't know, like... I mean, there's so much talent now in AEW. There's so much talent other places. Is Bray Wyatt going to really swing anything? I don't think so. Anyway, back to the ladies here. Uh, Little Miss Bliss came in. At this that point, uh, Liv Morgan was able to uh, pin Dewdrop um, after Dewdrop had climbed the ropes. And uh, Liv went over the top for her and gave her a, pow a power bomb off the ropes. Um about the only way Liv Morgan can get a powerbomb on Dewdrop. And I'm not, not trying to be mean, just being honest, uh, just because their size differential. And Liv got a pin there, which is awesome for Liv. Um, Liv, of course, has been in, I think, six or seven of these things. She's the most, uh, you know, have the most time in Elimination Chamber. Uh, and, of course, the sixth person in is Bianca Belair. I guess Monday they had some kind of gauntlet match she won by being last. And then she gets to go last, which is, I guess, okay. I don't know. I mean, it seems like, you know, uh, let's have Rhea Ripley do all the heavy lifting and then have Bianca Belair get the thing. Eh, but that seems to be, you know, what happens because they got to push Bianca Belair. I'm a fan of Bianca Belair. I'm not saying I'm not. But it's just like, why not have her run some of the people? Why not have her eliminate whatever? But, I don't know, WWE doesn't think that way. At this point, uh, now we're in here, Little Miss Bliss um, is able to pin Liv Morgan. Uh, and that's good because now Bliss, uh, she gave her the Twisted Bliss. Um, the fans popped super hard for this uh, because they really want Little Miss Bliss back. I mean, they pop for all the faces. There's, there is no place that is more face-popping heavy than over in uh, uh, Saudi Arabia. Um, then Bianca hits um, Rhea with the KOD. Um, she, now she hits her with the KOD after she had kicked, uh, Bliss and Bliss had managed to DDT Rhea, which set her up for the KOD. So it's trying to make, uh, Rhea not look as weak, I guess, getting pinned here. 
but they still make her, you know, you know, she goes under, of course, she has to get pinned uh, by Bianca taking her finish, you know, kind of thing, um, because no one cares about wins and losses and finishes and anything, making anyone look strong, that's not important to anybody. And then, of course, Bianca Belair, in the biggest non-shocker of the day, is now going to go to WrestleMania and will be challenging whoever the champion is. Well, I don't know. Who could that champion be in the match between, I don't know, Becky Lynch and a retired you know, uh, WWE Hall of Famer in Lita? Um, so Bianca hits the KOD on Bliss. She takes it. No one is shocked. Um, it's exactly what you thought was going to happen. It was... Uh, nothing wrong with the match. It was actually, you know, well executed. No one got really hurt, which is always my favorite part of, you know, uh, Elimination Chamber. That no one, I don't know, is crippled from it. Although Liv Morgan did catch her knee on the top. Uh, she got knocked off the top rope, and she caught her knee. And I couldn't tell if it was her leg was hooked or if it was uh, part of her boot or something. But she was hanging pretty awkwardly for a second until Judah knocked her down. Um, anyway, no one got hurt, at least not, uh, obviously hurt, which is awesome, um, kind of thing, you know, cause I don't ever want anyone to get injured in any of these things. Um, but it was not a great match. It was not the best elimination chamber ever. I've seen better women's elimination chamber matches. Um, but it was a safe match and a match to make sure that Bianca Belair gets her world title shot for the second year in a row. Again, it's fine. It's what it is. I understand what they're doing. I understand they need content. I understand they need to push the people they want to push. Just don't quite understand why they have this whatever against Rhea Ripley. I think Rhea Ripley is money. I think she is she is money in the ring against Charlotte Flair. She's been money in the ring against everybody. I think it would be nice to see Rhea Ripley maybe get that shot. But whatever. We know it has to be Bianca. And that's fine. Bianca Belair is super talented and she is super good in the ring. I'm not saying I'm not saying she doesn't deserve this. It's just it'd be nice if maybe the kind of the mix happened here, especially now that now that uh, you know with 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 the stuff that's going to happen here. Um, in fact, the match is coming up now. Here comes Charlotte Flair, and let's face it, it's Char Charlotte Flair, still Charlotte Flair coming to the ring. Um, you know, kind of thing. So we've seen the same mix around, and now that Ronda Rousey is back, it's just putting another top-flight star in there. And someone like Rhea Ripley, who could have been made into a superstar when 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 uh, when Ronda Rousey was off having babies, and you know, and people were not wrestling and whatever, they had an opportunity. And you know, you know, she talks well, she looks like a million bucks, but be as it may. Anyway, all right, folks. Like I said, this next match is coming. Uh, Charlotte Flair is walking as slow as humanly possible to the ring. I don't know why. Um, I don't know. You know, kind of thing. I mean, Cena almost, literally, his whole career could have occurred in the time it's going to take her to walk to the ring here. Um, but that match is up. Come up next. I'll hit you guys up with that uh, after this is over. All right, folks. So that was the uh, Charlotte Flair teaming with uh, with Sonya Deville. Uh, Sonya Deville, as we know, has been the authority figure on uh, um, SmackDown. Uh, that's probably the best role for her because in the ring, she's not that good. And let's be honest, if you have people like uh, Shayna Baszler and, and Ronda Rousey and, you know, the, the rest of the actual four horsewomen, uh, you know, the, the ones from MMA around, it's kind of hard to put yourself off as a badass MMA fighter and you've literally done nothing in your entire career. Anyway, they took on uh, Naomi and, of course, Ronda Rousey. Now, Naomi might have, I'm not saying the best entrance, but she might have the most exciting entrance. Literally, the crowd loves it. I mean, the 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 black lights, her outfits, everything is dependence with her. Um, 
I understand that maybe she's not the best in-ring worker. Uh, she's a little sloppy from time to time, but you know that's fine. Uh, you know, let's face it, but he's not known for all their you know amazing workers. Uh, but what she definitely brings is a lot of energy and stuff there. Uh, the gimmick here is, of course, that Ronda Rousey has one arm tied behind her back. Uh, ties her right arm behind her back because she's left-handed. Uh, it is very clear immediately, as when I say hide the arm behind her back, that Ronda pulls it right to her side. So it's not really behind her back, but more at her side. But Ronda knew to kind of keep, you know, tucking it behind her to kind of sell the gimmick. And, of course... As soon as that happens, um, the match starts. Sonya Deville displays that her her arm that's hurt is not really hurt. In the literally, no one was surprised by that stuff. Anyway, match is pretty decent back and forth. It makes Ronda Rousey look good. Um, to be honest, Charlotte Flair not impressed with her a ton here. I think she knew that you know this was not going to be a place for her to shine. I'm not saying she did a Randy Orton and kind of gave it a half-ass effort if she's not going over. But she kind of gave it a hand, Randy Orton, and kind of gave it a half-ass effort not going over. Um, this might be the best match I've ever seen out of Sonya Deville. Uh, I mean, is that is that damning someone faint praise? Is that like, you know, being the nicest guy in prison kind of thing? I mean, I guess so, but, you know, whatever. Um, the one thing you can tell here throughout the entire match, and I don't want to um, kind of, you know, again, the women all worked very hard. I'm not saying they didn't work hard, and the crowd was very into it. And uh, Ronda has proven once again... That she could literally kill every single person in the ring, including the referee, if she wanted to. She is so much better an athlete uh, at, at doing, you know, real MMA kind of stuff. Like, when she's in there with only one arm, she's having to, like, you know, do a lot of judo throws and shoulder throws and dips. And, dip, and you're like, she is so much better than everyone else there. And because... You can just tell that they are workers compared to being like actual judo players. Um, I love that Rhonda, again, everyone has to be, all the women have to be fully covered. They can't have any skin showing except for their face and hands because, you know, it's Saudi Arabia and they have all those kind of quote unquote rules because they're so cool over there. Anywho's, uh, more importantly, Rhonda comes out in a full geese. You know, she has a black uh, unitard on underneath or at least top and bottom, whatever you want to call it. And then she has her gi on, which I liked a lot. And it's the blue gi she competed in when she was in the Olympics. Um, to me, I think that lends some reality. She, of course, um, also at this point with the gi on, came out barefoot, which I thought was outstanding also. Really kind of uh, playing into the idea that she is a judo player. And and over in Europe and, and in the Middle East and stuff like that, they respect the fact that you're an, a real badass. Like, I know some people in America are like, well, are these UFC fighters? I'll take that guy on. They, I don't care how much you weigh and how little the UFC guy is. If he knows what he's doing, he's taking you apart, sticking your own hand up your own ass so you can, you know, so you can, you know, do whatever. He, like, they literally will take you apart. You think you're a badass. You're not. You're just a fat guy on a couch drinking some beers. You're not going to beat some MMA guy. And to be honest with you, the women do the same thing to you. If you think it's a 135-pound woman, what's she going to do? She's going to hold you, dude. She'd break you in half. And Ronda Rousey is literally the best woman I know some people will argue other people might be better. Ronda Rousey is literally the best woman maybe of all time for what she meant to the sport of MMA. And, and she is literally deserves her spot in the UFC Hall of Fame. She deserves her spot as an absolute badass. Um, I'll be honest here is I would love to see her take the belt off Charlotte Flair. That's my, also my absolute disdain for Charlotte Flair. And I do love Ronda Rousey. I don't know if they're going to go that route. My, they might go with a schmoz at WrestleMania. 
It, I can't see putting Ronda under in a, in a clean finish. Um, even if Charlotte Flair is, you know, uh, the golden child and untouchable and, you know, can't have anything happen to her and all this other stuff. Um, but be that as it may. Anyway, so not a bad match. Um, it might be the weakest so far of the night. Ronda uh, is the standout in the match. Uh, Naomi, of course, did her no- normal Naomi stuff. She is amazing around the ring. She's always been athletic. That's not her issue. So uh, the next match up is the Drew McIntyre versus uh, what's this guy? It's not he's the guy with Corbett. I don't know. He's the he's the guy who's always laughing and whatever. This guy looks like this guy literally has got a great looking build, but like he's like this is what we got to buy anyway. So we'll get to that in a minute. All right, hang in there, folks. All right, folks. In another, no one is surprised. Uh, Drew McIntyre versus Madcap Moss with uh, Barrett Corbett in a Falls Count Anywhere match. Uh, sees a actual sword used in the match. I don't, uh, this is this is what I'm talking about. Remember how I said like this is going to be a challenge. This is the kind of match. This match. Like why is this even here? What an absolute waste of time. Jay was so good. Madcap Moss took so much abuse. Yeah, Madcap Moss was dumb enough to tuck his head when he was taking a front uh, of a bump that Nat had him land on top of his skull instead of taking it as a face bump with his hands out and nearly killed himself. Yes, it's so amazing. Waste of time. This is the kind of garbage that can get cut off this card. This is the kind of stuff where I get bored. I'm going to fall asleep. This is literally waste of time. Yes. Is the crowd cheering for Drew McIntyre? They cheer every face. Did they cheer him having a sword? Yes, of course they cheered him having a sword. It's cool. He's got a big old Claymore in the ring with him. Waste of time. Pre-show match. Waste of time on on the premium live event. This is the kind of stuff that WWE thinks people desperately want. Mad Cat Moss looks like a million bucks. He's got a great looking physique, whatever. They got him wearing like, like I don't know, suspenders and like little shorts and like, I don't know, boat shoes. Like, I, I don't even understand what the hell they're going for here. I mean, I get it. Baron Corbin's supposedly a really nice guy and does a lot of charitable work and stuff. I get that. And he and he's a company guy. He's willing to do all these stupid gimmicks. That's cool. I'm okay with stupid gimmicks and being a company guy. But this did not need to be on the pay-per-view. Literally, why are we having this on the pay-per-view? Waste of time. So I'm not even sure what the next match is going to be. I got nothing else more to say about this. Just I'm glad Matt Cap Moss didn't cripple himself because I would really feel bad if he crippled himself um, because of his absolute unmitigated stupidity for ducking his freaking head into it to land on top of your skull. The move was delivered safely. You screw it up, Madcap. That's on you. The referee, the the the, lady, the the referee, I don't remember her name. She jumped in immediately and grabbed him. He's like, oh my God, are you okay? Like everyone knew he screwed it up. The entire place knew you screw it up. So you screw it up and you hurt yourself. That's not on Drew McIntyre. That would be on you. Anyway, not sure what the next match is. It'll be up in a minute. They're showing a commercial for some car that I'll never be able to afford. It's a BMW. I can't afford that. Good Lord. I could work two of my jobs and still not be able to afford that. Anyway, so we'll see what the next match is in a minute. We'll be back in a sec. All right, folks. So the next matchup was Lita versus Becky Lynch for the Raw women's title. Um, and no shocker here. Becky Lynch eventually at the end wins. Lita looked impressive for somebody who hasn't had a uh, real singles match worth anything in like 16 years. Uh, it's amazing how much bigger Lita is than Becky. Like you, you don't think of Becky. I mean, Becky's 
probably relatively small uh, compared to some of the other women in there. But Lita is good, good size. Now you're saying, well, Jay, Lita's older. I get it. I'm saying it. she's got good height to her too. Uh, end of the match saw Lita hit the twist of fate. Uh, and then, uh, or excuse me, Lita, uh, no, hit the moonsault. Becky rolls out. She, uh, Lita picks her up again, which Al Snow would hate. Uh, you got her down. Don't pick her up. Just try to pin her again. Uh, Becky hits her with the manhandle slam. Uh, it's a Nuranagi suplex, uh, or a version of it, I should say. Uh, and then she's able to retain. Becky, as always, looks good. Uh, I know some people are not Becky Lynch fans, and that's okay. Uh, I think Becky gives you... And on a match-to-match basis, I'd rather watch Becky Lynch matches than Charlotte Flair matches if we're talking about the title holders. Um, I think Becky matches up better with more people. Charlotte Flair wants to get all her stuff in and doesn't really care if you do and really wants to make sure you look poor. So um, it may, that just may be me being, you know, not a huge Charlotte Flair fan. Um, but it's true. Here, uh, you know, Lita appeared that she might win this match the entire time. Uh, and I, I mean, again, no one, I mean, again, if you really thought she was going to, I'm sorry, but like, let's be honest, there's no way they're going to put the belt on Lita going into WrestleMania. The crowd giving Lita a standing ovation, um, which is really rare. They're in Saudi Arabia, guys. Like, they aren't real big on having women at the show, period, let alone on the poster, let alone they're all cheering. And of course, uh, Lita and Becky are covered from head to toe. Um, you know, their hands and face are the only thing exposed on them. Lita, of course, is wearing her usual uh, gear over the top. It like kind of like looking more like a punk. Um, although we, you know, we got to remember that she's not quite as young as she used to be. So, uh, not a bad match. Uh, it definitely, uh, I thought, it was better than the other women's match, uh, which was the tag match. Only uh, the difference here is because I thought Lita and uh, Becky were able to shine a little more. They had, they definitely let Lita showcase all her stuff. Um, I could see Lita coming over again if they needed, you know, a, a legends woman, um, you know, come over again to be part of uh, this whole thing. Uh, it's nice to see women in the crowd. This is this is crazy too. And Lita then, you know, shaking hands and stuff. I know that's kind of not always, you know, things don't aren't the same in the states as they are over there in Saudi Arabia. Anyway, all right, folks. So there aren't many match matches left. I mean, we're getting to the point where um, I think we got what the tag team match. Uh, you know, the Usos, you know, kind of thing in their tag match. Um, you know, the, the Usos, yeah, the Usos, uh, versus uh, the Viking Raiders, um, because that's a match everyone's clamoring for. And then the only thing left beyond that's got to be the uh, Elimination Chamber. Um, so I'm, I'm, I have to assume the next match has to be the Usos versus the Viking Raiders. Uh, another match they could have left off this card, uh, at least in my opinion. I mean, maybe it'll surprise me, but I'm just saying it's another match you could have left off this card. Um, but then you're going to end up having the Elimination Chamber. Now, for those you who are saying, well, Jay, they can't leave matches off the card. they got to have matches on the card. Yeah, the problem is they have to fill the card because they need content because Peacock wants three hours a show. Uh, they have to make sure they have enough content for... Um, not just the, the cock, but, but also to make sure they have enough content uh, over, over there in Saudi Arabia so that the, they fill their entire time slot and they do their whole thing. So anyway, I'm sure that'll be next and I'll get to you right after that's, that's over. Okay, in the what WB actually listened move of the night afternoon whatevs, here we go. The Usos jump the Viking Raiders as the Viking Raiders were on their way to ringside. They assaulted them. They powerbombed them into each other. Like, there's no match. Awesome. That was the best idea you had all day. WWE, like, that's a great idea right there. That match did not need to be on this card. 
That match can happen on SmackDown. That has, that, that can be a main event for a SmackDown any week. I love that as a main event for SmackDown. Give them 45 minutes. Let them have a great tag match. Go in the commercial. Who cares? But it didn't need to be here. We're already, we only got about, what, 45 minutes left in the show. We got to have the Elimination Chamber. Now, WBE is probably the best company. I don't. I can't think of anyone who does it better at doing promo videos. They did the Undertaker's uh, um, uh, Hall of Fame video. Outstanding. Good music choices. Uh, uh, try again in English. Metallica. They did mix in some, uh, um, you know, some Kid Rock. They mixed in all the stuff they had to mix in there. Outstanding. WWE does the best packages. Uh, anywhere i again i i mean anyone i even even people who are diehard hate we fans will admit their packages are usually top notch and these their package here was great but what a great idea instead of wasting 25 minutes on a match we know the usos are not going to lose these titles why not just tease it here have them come out the usos there they attack the viking raiders Everyone gets their paydays, does whatever they're going to do, and that's perfect. We don't have to waste time with this match, which was not necessary for this card. And it allowed you to you know, advertise it so people thought they were getting more, and people think, well, it's a bait and switch. It's not a bait and switch. Trust me, as much as, as cool as it might be the Usos versus the Viking Raiders, you want to see the Elimination Chamber match that's coming up next. That's the main event. Brock Lesnar is in that match. You think there's been big pops so far? Wait till Lesnar's pop happens. I'm telling you, folks, great idea by WWE. This is now the time to have a great Elimination Chamber. If this, if this elimination, elimination, try again, elimination Chamber match, it's been a long day, folks, um, can can live up to what the, the talent in the ring can do, then we actually might have a premium live event that was worth watching. This challenge might have been worth it after all if we get a good end to this show. So we'll see, and we'll find out right after this. Okay, folks, so Elimination Chamber, I'm not sure how they were going to do this. Um, you kind of had a feeling it was going to come down to Leslie, uh, Lesn uh, you know, Brock Lesnar and uh, Bobby Lashley, uh, and they decided to try to go a little different way here. So, uh, Austin Theory and Seth Rollins start off your match uh, exactly like you figured it was going to be. Um, you know, Theory uh, powerbombs Rollins uh, into the pod. No, excuse me, take it back. Um, Theory was powerbombed by Rollins, into the pod, which caused Bobby Lashley to slam his head into what they're saying is the metal stanchion, uh, the metal piece that's holding it all together. Uh, I, I don't know. The replays don't really show that, but clearly Bobby Lashley was, you know, uh, in there, and now Bobby Lashley's hurt, and they so they have to come in and take care of that. Um, Matt Riddle comes in during this time, uh, you know, and as they're there, and they wind up taking Bobby Lashley out of the chamber. Uh, and they have medical staff and everything, and it looks like he really could be hurt. Then AJ winds up coming in, okay, and as you figured, okay, no problem, he's going to be in. And then um, at this point, you know, you got the four guys in the in the ring, and you have the empty pod where Lashley's supposed to be, and you have uh, Lesnar's pod. Well, Lashley's pod's supposed to be next. Uh, Lesnar's not having it. Lesnar kicks the glass out, and so... He's now the next guy in the ring. And this is when they announced that Lashley is out of the match because he is in concussion protocol. So 
there was a time when you wouldn't be able to do these kind of things, but we all know what concussion protocol means. It's something. It's 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 been regular uh, concussions themselves have been something in the in the last twenty years or so. Twenty you know plus years um, have become something that people have talked about. I mean, people understand the concussions, the idea of your brain touching your skull and things like that, and having a hard shot. Um, unlike when we were when I was in high school, when they told you to suck it up and get back in there. Um, you know, we understand how dangerous stuff could be. So um, it's really selling the idea that Lashley is really hurt. Um, and Lashley never came back. He, he's done. He never came back out to the ring. Um, Lesnar then goes on a, you know, tear. He pins Rollins. He pins Riddle. He pins AJ. Even though Austin Theory punched him in the, you know, low blowed him and stuff like that, he winds up pinning Austin Theory. Um, if this is real, I doubt it, though. I mean, obviously, this this just screams angle to me. Uh, I don't mean Kurt Angle. This means like, you know, a, a work kind of thing. Um, if this was real and they had to go on the fly, they could have, and it was supposed to be Lashley going over at the end, they could have possibly changed things around and put the belt on AJ. Um, the reason I say that is because AJ is a safe, you know, choices champion. Um, everyone knows he can be champion, um, but he also could lose the belt very quickly, you know, in a week or two, whatever, to Bobby Lashley or some, something like that. Um, putting it on Riddle would not have been the best idea uh, unless they actually went with the Riddle versus, um, you know, um, um, Randy Orton, excuse me, idea. And I think that's too quick. I think you need more time to build that. Uh, although people kind of want to see Riddle with the belt and they want to see him go against Randy Orton. I don't think that would be, you know, necessarily the best place to go here. Um, of course, Rollins can get the belt. I mean, you know, he is absolutely... I mean, I know some of you might like him, but I can't stand him anymore. And again, another safe choice as champion. Him and AJ are the safe choices as champion um, kind of thing to put it on them if you're going to have to take it off them. Um, AJ's probably safer to put it on to take and take it off than Rollins unless you did it in some kind of smaz or three-way or something uh, because you don't want to make Rollins look weak. They spend so much time making Rollins look strong. Um, even though I would like to see him, you know, not in the main event picture, that's just my personal, personal opinion. You may not agree with me. Um, that's fine. And I think putting it on Austin theory would be a real mistake. Uh, theory is not ready yet to be, uh, the world champion. Even if it's, even if it's a transition, even if he literally transitioned it, uh, Monday night and lost it, uh, it would, it would not help him as that. It would, it would just be, I think it would be more detrimental to him than getting beat up by Brock Lesnar. I think being up being beat up by Brock Lesnar kind of, you know, pushes the idea uh that Austin Theory is this brash young kid and he's got to learn how to do things. Uh I think sometimes they put the belt on a young guy uh who's not ready. Um you know, and you say, "Well, Jay, they put the belt on different guys, different have different things." Um there are young guys who are 100% ready and there are young guys who are not ready. I don't think Austin Theory is there yet. I think Austin Theory is in this match because uh, Kevin Owens won't go to Saudi Arabia. Um, and, and that's part of just what it is. Lesnar winning the title means that right now they can hype champion versus champion at WrestleMania. Um, I think they, I think that was the plan the whole time. I, I can't say for sure. It's, it, this, this just screams work to me. This just, you know, you're thinking like, well, Jay, maybe you're just jaded and old and all that might be true, but this just screams work. So, um, whether it's a work or whether Lesnar, uh, uh, Lashley, excuse me, actually did get hurt. Um, you know, having the belt on on Lesnar is not the worst thing in the world. Um, it gives you a legitimate champion. It gives you somebody that people want to see. Uh, like I said before, the the pop for Lesnar was insane as soon as he comes out, um, and that's what expe I expected to be every time 
uh, with Lesnar because he is uh, not, you know, he's he's not somebody who you, who, he's not just a regular guy. He's a, he's a big draw. He's always been money. Um, this is his 10th world title, you know. So anyway, folks, uh, I made it through the challenge. Did you make it through the challenge? Did you make it through the elimination chamber without falling asleep, without deciding? I didn't even bother eating lunch. To be honest with you, this thing went till 3 o'clock. I'm starving right now. And I said, no, no, I'm not going to eat lunch because once I go downstairs and grab some lunch or something like that, I'm not going to want to, I'm going to wind up getting busy doing something else. So I made it all the way through the challenge. I went from, you know, the pre-show, well, half of the pre-show. I mean, I kind of watched some of the pre-show. I watched the match in the pre-show and then from then on, and made it through the entire thing. Did you go through the challenge? Did you appreciate this challenge? Did you say, man, Jay, shut the hell up. No one wants to hear your freaking mouth anymore because no one cares, right? If the, Let's hear your feedback. We'd love to hear from you. So uh, just real quick, want to just mention, um, Go Fight Pal just celebrated their sixth anniversary. Uh, new sets of cards just came out. Um, go to their website. Go look up Go Fight Pal, the official card game of Get Back to the Wrestling. Um, two new games just came out, the, the Origin set and the uh, Combat is Fun set. Two awesome new additions. Um, and if you've never played Go Fight Pal before, there are all kinds of card sets to pick up. Um, I cannot recommend them enough. Usually during W pay-per-views when they get boring, that's what I start rolling out because I'd rather be doing those kind of matches than what WWE is, you know, giving us. So uh, it says coverage has concluded. It's saying thanks for watching. The cock doesn't really care as long as they have their content um, kind of thing. And so we'll see. Hey, can can WrestleMania live up to this? I have a feeling the answer is going to be no. WrestleMania is going to be two nights and like 40 hours and whatever kind of thing. But this was a pretty good live event. I will give it that. This is a pretty good for a live, a premium live event. It was good. Um, there was some filler I think could be cut. I think the main matches were fine. There was nothing outstanding here. There was nothing that's going to be a five-star, you know, match of the year candidate. But I think it was a pretty good show. Um, I like that it was middle of the day, of course, because I don't have to stay up late at night because that's hard for me. Um, and I think that if WWE can put on, can, you know, events like this, you know what this didn't have? Let's be honest, you know what this didn't have talking. It didn't have all the BS between. You didn't need to have interview segments and horseshit in between each of the matches. If you can cut that to a minimum and just have the most wrestling possible on here, I think I'll be a much bigger fan of WWE Premium Live events if you don't have the horseshit. Now, let's be honest. You don't have all that going on because they're in Jeddah and people don't necessarily speak a ton of English there, so a lot of English... English being spoken is kind of a waste of time. So be it as it may. Anyway, folks, um, until next time, we'll see you at the matches. Are you going to take care of Ron Killens? What kind of disgusting, despicable lack of respect does that Billy What's-His-Name show booking a match for the total package Lex Luger and Super Brawl? Super Saturday? What is it? I don't even know what it's called. What is it called? Super Brawl Saturday. Super Brawl Saturday? Can he afford to pay me to wrestle run? I don't know. I'm one of the biggest legends stars ever in this. God. Ugh. And your t-shirts are too tight too, Billy. And you book a match with me against Ryan Killings. Look at me. I'm a total package. I will rip him apart. I'm pissed now. No, don't you walk away from me, Daniel. Don't you walk away. I'm the one that loves the fans. I'm the one that loves everyone and everything. You're the one that gets up and walks away every single time. You're the coward. Will you stop?